to the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where your thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic. Hello again, everybody. Welcome once again to the Mind for Life podcast where we help you to think, learn, and live a little bit better. My name is Jeff Bogazic, and I will be your host for the next half hour or so, where we address some of the topics that are important to you and your life. I want to thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm glad that you're here, and we are in the middle, I guess you could say maybe at the very beginning of a series on the 52 essential skills that you need for success in business and life. So I've been doing this podcast now for, I don't know, eight months, and in that time, I've had an opportunity to interview and talk to some incredibly successful people. I have spent much of my time uh, over the past 10 to 15 years reading about leadership and um, reading the biographies of successful people. And so what I've done is taken all of that information and looked at what are the essential skills that seem to be common in all of these people. In other words, what are the things that they do well? And I've tried to take, there were probably about 150 different things. I've tried to take those and kind of siphon them down, if you will, or distill them down into 52, just so that I could take a personal growth journey in 2018 and work on one of those skills each week. And so I've invited you along with us on that journey. It's the Essential Skills course. You can find out more about that at mindforlife.org. There's a Facebook community where we share ideas and information. We have a podcast where we deal with one of those skills each week. I write a post about it. Um, and so we would love to have you join us on the journey. There is a 52 Essential Skills Assessment you can download absolutely free on our website, which will help you to kind of like look at yourself in each of these 52 areas and assess how well you do. What are the ones that you're good at? What are the ones that you need work in so that you can improve over this next year of 2018? So I hope you are enjoying this and that uh, it is a benefit to you. It's been very beneficial to me. And if nothing else, I'm growing incredibly by doing this research, by writing, by doing these podcasts and by uh, looking at myself in each of these 52 areas. This week, we're talking about living in balance. How do we live a balanced life? And before we get into it, let me mention our podcast sponsor. The podcast sponsor is Bluehost.com. Bluehost is a web services provider. So they host your domain and website for as little as $3.95 a month. So if you are looking to get on the web, maybe you want to start a podcast, maybe you'd like to host a website, maybe you would be interested in blogging for 2018. Bluehost is a great source for you. Their products are great. They do a wonderful job. Technical support is great as well. And so I want to encourage you to take a look at that. You can get $3.95 a month hosting by going to our website, 
mindforlife.org and clicking on the banner there at the bottom of the page. So I want to encourage you to do that. That helps us out as well, but they are a great product. Also, the show notes with links and everything can be found, that's for this program, at mindforlife.org slash 048. And so we will have links to how to get involved in the Essential Skills course there, as well as some of the resources that I use for the program. I also want to encourage you a great resource page. So what I'm doing is all of the resources, this is the academic studies, the articles, the podcasts, the documentaries that have kind of serve to function as some of the basis for each of these essential skills, I'm keeping a list of those on our resource page um, for you to look at. And it goes, it will be for every week. So all of the resources, the academic studies and everything that I did for self-confidence, which was building self-confidence, which was last week, you can find there. There's also a podcast on that. Um, and all of the ones that I have done for this week, living in balance can be found on that resource page. And I'm trying to keep them organized. And as I find more and more information, I am going to consolidate all of that there. And you just go to mindforlife.org, click on the start here, just hover over it, and a little resource tab will pop up underneath and you can click on that. So that's always available if you're looking for more information on any one of these essential skills. Now, let's get to it. Living in balance. What does it mean to live in balance? How do we live our lives in balance. And when I was writing the article about this, something popped into my mind about surfing. I've always been fascinated with surfing. I've always loved watching surfers. Maybe there's some adventurous spirit of having your long hair flowing in the breeze, the salt, the sand, the sea, the sun, um, this nostalgia maybe. But additionally, I've tried surfing and it's not that easy. <laughs> so I've tried it with a smaller board, which did not really hold my weight when I was on there. You have to have motion when you're surfing with a smaller board in order to propel you forward. You can't just stand up on top of it. I've also tried it with a larger board. And I've had, I found it difficult to maintain balance. It's, it's a challenge unless you practice, unless you work at it, unless you get better. It's a challenge to be balanced when you're surfing on the wave. Why? Well, you're on this board. First of all, it's wobbling back and forth. Additionally, underneath of you is this constantly moving ocean. And so your body is having to respond to the board and to the ocean underneath. You have to learn how to stand up. You know, boogie boarding for me is no problem. Uh, body surfing waves is no problem. But when you get uh, to the point where you have to stand up on that board, and the, and the ocean is moving underneath, it presents a greater challenge. So I was thinking about surfing as, you know, an introduction to the idea of balance. But I was also amazed at some of the different opposite alternatives that come into harmony with one another through surfing. So there's these, maybe you might call them ends of the different extremes in surfing. You have the land and the sea that are these opposite terrains, if you will, but they wrestle back and forth with one another at the beach and the waves crash upon the land and the land seems to hold back those waves. And so there's this back and forth 
active balance in the waves, in the land, in the sea. There is in surfing both being still and moving. So when you're surfing, you have to go out, you're sitting on the board, you're waiting for the right set, you're waiting for the right wave to come that you can take, but there's a lot of patience involved. And then once the wave comes, you have this flurry of activity, of swimming, of propelling yourself forward so that you can get on the wave in order to be able to catch it and move forward. So there's this moving and there's this waiting. There's a balance, if you will, in just being able to float, right? The board is this medium, this this thing between you and the waves that helps to keep you afloat. It helps to hold you up while gravity is pulling you down. And it seems like the tentacles of the waves are trying to pull you underneath, down below the surface, the beach, the water, the power of those waves. If you've ever been at a beach during a storm, this is just this incredible, just the power of those things crashing down upon the shore. Yet at the same time, there's this peace. You know, you go to the beach and you just sit there and you experience the calm and the the peacefulness. And so there's all of these things that are happening when we are in this activity of surfing. And maybe it's more than just surfing, but being at in this context or in this environment. And I thought that was a great entrance for living in balance. And I'll explain why a little bit when we get to the end. Um, why do we need balance today? Well, it's important right? We live in a light speed world, a technological culture. And as I said in the article, uh, this culture is determined to form us into its image. It is determined to force us to speed, uh, to force us to quantify things and to dispense with the mystery of the unknown, right? We get caught in this culture of chaos and it propels us forward and it drags us away and it forces us to accept its priorities and its values and to make those values and those priorities our own. If you work in the corporate world, your institution, your organization demands things from you demands more and more and more of your time. And in demanding your time, we have a certain number of hours a day that we are able to invest in our life. Well, when certain things are pulling for that time, it has to be taken away from other things. And so when work calls and work demands certain things, then other things must give way. Our family our hobbies, our passions, our spiritual life, our civic duty. And there was an article that I shared on the page about seven areas that we have in our life that we need to find ways to maintain balance. The first one is physical health. 
we, when we're younger, we think we're indestructible, that we'll live forever, right? We can eat whatever we want. We don't have to exercise. We don't have to do anything. And I would recommend uh, some of the documentaries that I put up on the source page to understand what's going on with our physical health. There's one that I just recently watched called In Search of Balance. What our food is doing to us, what the culture is doing to us when it comes to our physical health. So that's one area. Our family. We have family members that are important and continuing and maintaining those relationships. Uh, if you have children, if you have a spouse, uh, there's a priority that should be there, right? We should be having a priority on these relationships. There's our social life, our friends, our friendships, what we do on our own time. There's our finances. How do we find ways to have enough to provide for what we need and the certain quality of life that we want, but at the same time, don't go overboard. And in one of the documentaries called The Minimalists, there was a story of a young man who was working his way up. He, said, he, get, he shares his own story. And he said, when I was in high school, you know, my parents had a difficult time and I just wanted to have money. I wanted to be able to have enough money. And so he looked at what was the job that would give me the most money. And he got involved in banking, right? In venture capital, I think it was, he said. And he began to work his way up, went to college, began to work his way up, work his way up, invested his time, invested his time. And he said, I got to the point where my boss called me up into his office and said, I'm, I'm promoting you to partner. And it's interesting to hear him tell the story because he says at that point, I realized if I accepted this position, I'd never be able to walk away from the money and I would be enslaved to this job. And he says, I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do. He'd worked his whole life pursuing this carrot, if you will, at the end of the stick, only to find that when he got to the point where he was just about to grab it, it wasn't what he was really interested in. So there's finances. How do we find balance? There's our business or our job or a vocation. Um, how do we accomplish and do what we need to do to fulfill the tasks and to, if you're talking about a vocation, to do something that's very meaningful for you, uh, very meaningful for you, right? When it comes to work and when it comes to contributing, making a difference in society. Again, when you think about your job and your vocation, it's important to ask yourself the question, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Is this something that's important for me? I remember a story of, I think it was the CEO of Pepsi or Coke at the time, and uh, someone from a computer company came to him and was was trying to recruit him onto the team. Uh, and he said, hey, um, you know, and the guy was very happy, you know, selling sugary water. And in doing so, the gentleman said, well, what do you want to do with your life? Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life or do you want to change the world? And ultimately, it was a question about what really am I doing? Why am I doing it? So you think about your business, your vocation. Is it in balance? Um, when you think about what are you investing as far as it comes to your community, your civic duty? That's one of the things that we've let go. There's not a lot of civic activi uh, activity. There's not a lot of people getting involved in local 
politics. And I was reading a story about a local politician who was running for office. And, you know, politicians today seem to just want to advance and advance and move themselves up the, uh, if you want to call it, civic ladder. Local official, local congressman, local senator, national congressman, national senator, etc., etc. And this guy said, hey, I just want to be a part of what's going on in my community. I want to make my community better. So are we are we involved in that at all? Do we do anything for our local communities? Is that even a value? And then the last one is the spiritual side of your life. We live in a world that dispenses with that. If you can't observe it, if you can't see it, if you can't quantify it, it doesn't exist. It eliminates the mystery it eliminates the spiritual, the metaphysical, if you will. So, but there is that side, and there is something to having. Uh, there's something about having inner peace. And what are you doing? Are you investing in that spiritual aspect of your being, that mysterious aspect of your being, uh, that does center you, if you will? And so. These are some of the things that you want to think about when it comes to living in balance. Our world is, and probably has always been, designed to kind of fracture our lives. Unless we take control, unless we focus on finding ways to set the priorities. And there's three things that I think we can do to be able to live in balance a little bit better. And the first one is this. We need to know what's really important. We need to know what's really important, what really matters in our lives. Because we have different alternatives. As I mentioned, there's seven different things up there that are pulling for our time and attention. And balance, there's no balance without different sides, right? Balance literally means finding equality between different alternatives. Um, and so we have these different areas of our life that are demanding our time, that are demanding our attention. And balance means somehow finding a harmony, someday, somehow finding and developing an equilibrium, uh, finding a way to place our attention on the things that are really important. We all have the different aspects of our life. Uh, sometimes our career demands more time from us. Well, is that really what's important? Uh, should that take the priority over our family? Like that gentleman I was talking about who got the partnership in the financial institution, he said, listen, this was not really the priority. This was not what I wanted to do. Yes, it was going to provide financial stability and I was going to be able to buy whatever I wanted, but it wasn't really what I wanted in life. And he was able to know what was important for him and to be able to then make decisions based on those priorities. So what are the areas of your life? And that's different for everyone. It's different for everyone. But what's important for you? Is it your family? Is it your social relationships, your friendships? Is it your career? Is it the spiritual aspect? Is it your physical health? Is it your civic duty? Which one of those things is important? How do you rank those areas right now? And one of the things that I ask you to do in the article, and I think it's a great way to maybe get an idea, is to 
take a realistic look at what's the prior, what's the priority. What are you investing your time in? And I'll be honest with you, we we talk about oh, well, it's not quantity of time, it's quality of time. And there's some research that disagrees with that philosophy. Quantity of time matters. How much time you spend matters. We think we can work our work 20 hours a day or, you know, 16 hours a day and invest all of this time in our business and that, oh, if we just have one quality uh, hour with our kids, that that's going to, I'm really going to focus on quality. No, it's not that. Quantity matters. The amount of time matters. So maybe take an assessment and ask yourself the question, where am I spending my time? Keep a daily log. Where am I spent? Where are the hours of my day going? That's one way to determine what's important. Where are the hours of your day going? But you can even rank those areas one through seven or eight, or if you have other areas that are a part of your life that are not listed there, rank them on where you actually, what your life looks like now, and then put a, an ideal. What should it look like? In other words, what should be first, second, third, or you maybe want to block them out as primary. These three are primary. These three are secondary. How do you block that out? And if the actual does not meet the ideal, that means you're out of balance for yourself. In other words, if your actual life right now, the way those things are prioritized, does not match up with what you think it should idealistically, you're out of balance. And it's time to take some steps to change that. So know what's important. Sit down. Write it down. What are the important areas of your life? What do you want to do? There was a book called Halftime. And I'll put the link on the the website, but the gentleman was talking about what happens when he gets to the midway point of his life. And he said basically something to the effect of up until that point, you're kind of determining, you're, you're, you're doing things to find out what you want to do for the second half. And you get to this halftime in any football game, you know, they, they do all of these plays and they do all of these things and they get to the halftime and in the halftime, what do they do? They go back in the locker room, they sit down and go, well, okay, what do we do? How do we do it? What do we need to do? What do we want to do in order to be victorious? And it's the same premise of the book. You get to a halftime, a point in your life where you say, okay, what have I done uh, now? What do I want to do going forward? How do I want to spend the rest of my days? And I'm here to say this. You don't have to wait till you're 40 or 50, quote unquote, halfway to begin to make that assessment. You can do that right now, no matter what age you are. You say, what have I been doing and what do I want to do for the rest of my days? And there's a difference in our culture. Millennials are growing up and they're saying, I'm not going to give my life to the corporate bureaucracy. I'm not going to give my life, the hours of my days to the corporate culture. They're, they're, they're talking about entrepreneurship and saying, I want to do what I want to do. And these are the things that I want to accomplish. And they're doing a wide range of things. And so maybe it's a good halftime moment for you to sit down and assess and say, what am I doing and what do I want to do? Know what's important. Number two is understand the moment. And what do I mean by that? We have to recognize reality. Okay, there's an ideal 
that we want to have. But the reality of our lives is much like the ocean. Waves come and waves go. At certain times, the waves are a little bit more fierce. At other times, they're a little bit more calm and peaceful. And it's the same way with our lives. At certain times, certain things crop up. Certain things demand more of our attention. And we have to recognize those moments. And yes, of course, give that attention when it's needed. At certain times, our family needs more attention and needs more investment. At certain times, our job has more demands and we have to turn our attention over there. At certain times, we get in physical difficulties, physical health props up, right? Um, There's that song by Tim McGraw, you know, that talks about, He was going through life and the doctor called him in and said, you've got, you know, whatever, this certain amount of time to live. And all of a sudden his priorities change. You know, what am I going to do now? So those things happen in life. If you listen to one of the podcasts that I talked uh, with the peace of mind coach, you know, he, he dove into the water and broke his neck. All of a sudden his priorities changed. Everything changed. In a second, in an instant, those things happen in life. And when those things happen, we have to be able to give the attention where it's needed. We have to understand the moment. We have to kind of like, okay, turn our thoughts and rearrange priorities for a period of time. But we can't lose sight of the bigger picture. In other words, yes, there's moments when things must change. There's moments when our job demands more. When your job demands more, yes, you have to give more time, but you can't lose sight of the other priorities and just automatically switch everything over and now everything changes to the job. You have to recognize the forest for the trees. I was listening to a gentleman give a talk and in that talk he shared the story of a gentleman who was working his entire life for retirement. I believe this this was actually in the minimalist documentary. He was talking about his dad. <laughs> One of the guys was talking about his dad. He said, I'm, I'm working my whole life for retirement. I'm, I'm working my whole life for retirement. And the day before he retired, he died. The day before he died. And the guy in the documentary said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live my life now. You never know when that day will come. And so don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Yes, understand the moment. Yes, at times certain things need more of your time and attention. At certain times, your priorities must change and must adjust, but you need to bring those back in alignment with your ideal. Don't lose sight of the forest for the trees. Understand the moment. Then the third thing I think that's important is this. And this is the hardest one. You can know what's important. You can understand the moment. You can understand when things need to change. The hardest one is this, making the sacrifice. When you want to live in balance, you need to give some things up. You know, this culture sells us an ideal that you can have it all. You look at the quote-unquote influencers or celebrities that they hold up there that seem to have it all. They have everything together. And we're made to think that their lives are perfect, that nothing's wrong, that they've... Listen, 
If you watch any of the documentaries on TV about celebrity disasters and scandals and everything like this, they are reflections of lives that are out of balance. I don't think you can have it all. You can have what you want. You can have what you want. But I don't think you can necessarily have it all. To have what you want, however, means giving some things up. If you want a lot of money, you can work 20 hours a day and you can get it. But at 20 hours a day, other things are going to suffer. If your family is important to you and you're going to invest time in your family, your social relationships are going to suffer to a certain extent. Your job may suffer to the point that you may not get the promotions that other people who are more invested in the organization will get. If your passions are important, if your hobbies are important, uh, if you're going to invest time in those things, then other things will have to suffer. And the point is, there's no balance without sacrifice. You can't put all the weight on both sides of the scale. When you think about balance in your life, think about like a seven-sided scale. If you can even imagine that, right? A scale that's sitting on one point with seven platforms, and each one of those represents the different aspects of your life. Now, now you know how difficult it is to get two sides in balance, right? It's not that difficult. It's uh, sacrificing some weight on one side or putting some weight on the other side to kind of bring it into equilibrium. But when you have a finite amount of weight and you have seven different sides to the scale, one shift in one from one to another changes the entirety of the whole structure, right? It's more complex. And making a sacrifice means at some point you're going to either have to put more weight on one part, and when you put more weight on one part, that means giving more to something. But when you give more to something, you're taking something away from something else. You have to make the sacrifice. You have to make the hard choices. Think of that gentleman I talked about. That was off of the partnership, right? It's a dream job. Anyone would say, wow, man, I wish I could have that. I wish I could do that. You're stupid for turning it away. But he knew what was important for him. He made a difficult sacrifice. Not a lot of people would do do the same thing. Not a lot of people would make that same choice. But he he did. He knew what he wanted. Well, and, and that that goes to the point, how do you know which sacrifice to make? It goes back to number one, what's really important? What are you aiming for? What do you really want in life? You know, it's it's a difficult thing to live a balanced life. I think it's possible, but it's not possible without making some sacrifice. It's not possible to live a healthy life without giving something up in some areas. That doesn't mean give up your career, please. That doesn't mean give up your family or give up your passions or give up the spiritual aspect of your life or any of that. It just means finding a way to sacrifice some in some areas so that all things can come into balance. It's a hard thing. It's something I think that we're all struggling to do. And... Let me just say that this brings us back to the idea of surfing. This is a way that I think of balance. Balance is simply effectively riding the waves of your life. 
A surfer doesn't always get it right. Sometimes they're thrown off balance. Sometimes they fall off, right? A wave comes and the wave doesn't do what they expect it to do, right? Something happens. There's all of these complexities and things that pop up in our life. And sometimes you see surfers that are riding these waves and and they are right on the edge of falling off. I mean, it's like the balance is just, they're just about to teeter off and they, they kind of bring it back into control. And sometimes that's the way our life is. We have these waves and we have these different things vying for our attention and pulling for our time. And we're surfing this thing through, right? We're just kind of finding that line down the tube or down the wave, if you will, so that we can just kind of get it right. And sometimes we get off a little bit. And when we start to get off a little bit, we have to compensate. We have to balance it in a different direction. And, and surfers do that so masterfully. And I think if we can think of life that way, riding a wave, effectively riding the waves of our life, a good surfer rides in balance. They maneuver that board in perfect harmony with the waves with the ocean, all of the power and the chaos of that, um, that broiling and tumultuous ocean underneath of them and a skillful individual on top, gently guiding that board in perfect balance. It doesn't come easy. It takes a lot of practice. The same thing with balance in our lives. It doesn't come easy. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of assessment, a lot of realigning of our priorities. It takes sacrifice. But when it's done right, it's a beautiful thing and it's a healthy, healthy life. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Again, the show notes are at mindforlife.org slash 048. You can visit that website for all of the links and everything to this show. I want to encourage you, if you're interested in joining us on the 52 Essential Skills course through 2018, you can find more information about that at mindforlife.org slash 048. And again, all of the resources for these programs are available to you free of charge. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.